It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Gentlemen, welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. My name is C.T. McManus, and for the next two hours, it is my job to get your mind off the craziness of the world out there, get it refocused in on some good old-fashioned rock and roll. We have an amazing show for you this evening, guys. We have our special guest co-host, Anthony Esposito, who I believe is on the line with us. Anthony, you with us? Yo! Hey, brother, thank you so much for hanging with us tonight. Oh, my pleasure, man. Anytime. So, uh, for you guys who are not in the know, Anthony was the original basis for Lynch Mob, one of the founding members over there. He's with Red Dragon Cartel, and uh, he's been around for a while, man. I'm really happy to have you on board. Uh, so, what's going on, man? How's, how's things with the studio? Have you been active during this whole uh, pandemic thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm always working. Well, you know, like the studio is always booked. Um, presently working with this band uh, called the War Brothers. Um, it's four brothers 
two sets of twins, uh, two years apart outside of Connecticut, and they're like mid-20s, and uh, their father raised them right and made them listen to early Van Halen and Earl yeah. Motley and stuff like that. And uh, they have all those those influences, you know, really good, great band. Uh, it's amazing that they're all brothers and twins and all that, you know. It, it, they're really cool they're working on their record now. That's awesome, man. I mean, to let our listeners know, if you guys are new to the show, uh, I go back to with Anthony because we met due to Ryder, another artist that you, uh, you did mm-hmm. their album. And they released it this past year. Amazing album. Glad to see those guys finally have it out. And um, yeah, James James actually came out to to the studio and visited while while I was tracking War Brothers. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, I know that you originally touched their uh, you mixed their live album, which was their first album. Really unique for a new band to first put out a live album, but. Uh, then they came back out with their second one, Hard Time, and it was just a really great album. Yeah, yeah, they're good guys to work with. So, uh, you know, there, there's so much to touch on, so much to talk about. I, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, I, I was re- It was funny because you were already scheduled for the show, and I saw your article come out last week with uh, Blabbermouth. And uh, they were talking about the, the newly <laughs> Actually, released. No, the, inter- the interview is on the interview is on focus on metal, um, right? With, with a great interview of this guy, Richard Green, and uh, and all these other um, kind of online magazine things are are, are picking up uh, excerpts from that interview because it was the 30th anniversary. Of uh, Wicked Sensations, so Focus on Metal contacted me and interviewed me, and then they did a, um, also interviewed Max Norman, who produced Wicked Sensation, and uh, yeah, Blabbermouth and a bunch of others just picked up like little blurbs from the interview that I did with Focus on Metal. And you know that's uh, you you brought up a good point, and as a podcaster, I, I can feel for the guy. Uh, focus on metal uh, that you, you know you you see all these things and you don't see the original source where it came from as prevalent that's as why that's that, why guys like me have to say to say about it <laughs> <laughs> it's my job to throw throw credit where credit's due you know oh yeah now did you uh did you own rights to the music of the original wicked sensation album yeah yeah we split everything equally Writing share and merch and everything. So with with the new reimaging of that album, do you guys see any kind of lawsuits <laughs> coming from this or anything coming your way because of this? Uh no, I'm sure I'll get my publishing money. I'm sure I'll get paid my share. I, I would hope so. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's you know, my my pub my publisher will will collect all that stuff for me. You know. That's awesome. I mean, I'm really hoping they do the right thing. And the original Wicked Sensation album, it's a bonafide classic with a feel, personality, and attitude of its own. But I got to say, when I heard the re-imaging, man, it was like, it reminded me of a horror movie re-imaging where, you know, we, we know it's Jason, we know it's Chucky, we know it's whoever, but the feeling is different. It's not the same yeah. as what the original source material was. 
Although I like Rob Zombie's version of Halloween, though. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I, I mean, I he, he's that was a great, a great, great version. <laughs> I, I got to say, man, it was like when the origi- when the uh, reissue or the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street came out, and they cast someone else other than Robert England for Freddy, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, he's going through the motions, but it's not the same thing. I kind of felt what the new what that reimage of Wicked Sensation was like. And what were your thoughts on that album at all? Well, like I said in that Focus on Metal interview, like I, I just think that if you take predominantly, it's just the lyrics that are that are they, they change all the music on it pretty much, and um, like if if you listen to it as a new record, uh, like without thinking of it as as whatever you want, but reimagining Wicked, I I think it's a mediocre record if you listen to it as a record. Um, right. As a new record, you know, um, if if you try to compare it to the original, it, it, it's a joke. It, it, it can't. It's it's definitely not. Anyway, you know, come on. <laughs> like, Hell yeah, I absolutely you know, agree work, with it. Not much work went into the original that like me, like we bust our asses to make to make that record great and special and 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 everybody involved busted their butts. And it's like, you know, like, you know, I'm sure that they, they probably did the reimagined thing in like, you know, a, a tenth of the time, you know, and, and right. not in, I mean, we were in world-class recording studios with, you know, incredible producers and engineers and, 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 and also we were at a different point in our lives then, you know, like, you know, when you're in your twenties, yeah, you're not, you know, the same as when you're in your 60s or 50s, you know, like, so it's, it's, you can't compare the two. And, and I don't think those guys really wanted, wanted it to be compared, but I can't speak for them. I don't know. I'm right. sure it was kind of, you know, you know, whatever, you know, the, the money was probably on the table. They said, oh, you know, the label probably said, why don't you just redo that? And okay, you know, probably that's how they, I don't think they really thought thought it out too much you know and you know i i saw that you had touched upon it briefly but it, it's like any like road musician or studio musician or sit-in that's out there that'll get in with a band that's got a big name but whose members may not be as 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 widely known and they get behind these bands that because they have that name i mean i've seen mm-hmm. You, you brought up Farner in that interview, and yeah, I went and saw Farner, and I think Mick Taylor was the only one that was still involved. And Mick Jones, Mick Jones, sorry, Mick Jones, and it was, you know, everybody was so behind it, but it's not Farner, it's Mick Jones and friends, just yeah, like I mean, well, yeah. and friends. And, well, yeah, it's but you know, musicians are are people, and they have to eat and pay mortgages too. Right. So it's not it's not really the it's not really I I, I don't put the the uh, I, I would say I can't I don't want to say blame but um, it, you know if you get asked to play in a band like that and the people that are in the band that were original members or whatever think you're good enough to perform and be in that oh, yeah. band why not play 
and 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 get paid for it you know like i i can understand that and, and put that on your resume but it's not like you know like the members that are there when it when it when it happened and when it was created and when it was originally put out and originally toured that those are the real members of the bands you know that's absolutely right, man. I uh, don't mean to cut you short. We have somebody on the line. Let's see who's calling in. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Who do we have? This is Tom, CT. What's happening, brother? Hey, Tom. How are you, man? Doing good, man. Doing great. So uh, I really got, like – I wanted to call – I wanted to say – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just – We have Anthony Esposito on the line with us. Uh, he's my special co-host tonight. Uh, Tom is a uh, for you, Anthony. Tom is a throwback to the early man. He like the '60s and did a lot of work back then with a lot of the old classic bands and toured with the Who and everybody else when they were coming up. Awesome. How are you, Tom? Doing great, man. Uh, Everything everything's good and uh, happy to hear you alive and well. (laughs) Absolutely, brother. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Anthony too Glad to hear he's alive and well And all cheery and everything You know <laughs> Thanks Tom Hey Tom You know I would really like your opinion um, I did a record I'm in a band right now Called Red Dragon Cartel And it's got Jakey Lee From Ozzy's band Playing guitar And we just uh, I don't know A little over a year ago Maybe We put out a new record The record's called Patina and when we were doing it, we wanted it to be like kind of old, throwback, grand funk, Jim Lizzy, and whatnot. So we went for like old, authentic old amps and authentic old guitars and old Echoplexes and Vincens. And, and I'd really be curious what your take on that record is, you know, if you ever get a chance to just listen to some of it. Well,. First of all, uh, I want to say that Jake Lee is great is a great guitar player, mm-hmm. uh, and also Anthony, you guys have got the enthusiasm. I'm just really impressed with all the enthusiasm you guys have. And to be honest with you, you know what you you know what it reminds me a whole lot of. You're gonna probably think I'm crazy, but I was there. I'm I uh, originally here in Houston, Texas. We opened for a Todd Rundgren and Naz. You remember Todd Rundgren and Naz? Do you remember well, those guys? Of course, I remember. Of course, Todd Rundgren is one of my favorite producers, and then in, before he had you talk to and all that. Yeah, and, and you know, you guys remind me a whole lot of the old Naz group. Trust me. I mean, I, really? I mean, you may think I'm crazy, <laughs> but the feeling I get is is that innocent English, and I know you, you know, you not English, but Right. The the old style of the old hard days night running around in the woods and you know carrying your guitars and doing your thing and just being free and running through the you know that that kind of sixties early seventies except you put a little more taste to it with the heavy equipment with a little bit better technology and better amplifiers better this better that right. I believe you guys I I think you guys are great man I love your stuff well, on, I really you. do. Oh, I didn't know. You know. I didn't know you've, you've heard it. That's great. Thank you so much. We worked our butt off on that record. The Patina record. We're really proud of it. And, uh, 
It's uh yeah, we definitely we we were listening to all the old stuff and listening to the sounds of what they got and and we we even wrote it, you know, like most most bands today, you know, the drum will be tracking in LA and the bass player will be in Vegas and the guitar player will be overdubbing in New York and we all got in the same room and we wrote it and we recorded it all on my ranch. So it was like old school, organic, you know, we were in the same room jamming and uh, and we were hoping that that would come across, that old school, that it, it, what you said, enthusiasm. You know, when you come up with that lick, you have that moment of, of like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, you're so psyched about it, you know, to try to get it down on the page, you know. Yeah, I call it mojo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people don't people don't know what that means, but it's like oh Joe Walsh says. He says, you know, the new music today doesn't have any mojo, man. You know, true. Uh, and uh, but I I commend you for hanging in there, man, and working with it because a lot of us, you know, including myself, you know, I've kind of cashed in. I kind of I kind of get wrote raised the white white flag you know, as a guitar player behind a lot of groups and a lot of stuff and I've sent CT a lot of that stuff but I like CT because he's bringing this stuff back and it mm-hmm. and, 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 and I'm doing like commercials now you know I write commercials for all these companies and stuff you know it's okay and everything but it's not it's just not performing you know I, I but at the same time, you know, hell, I'm 70 years old now. I'm not like, right. you know, a spring chicken out there. I mean, I'm, but but hell, so is Pete Townsend. You know, so is Billy Gibbons oh, yeah, and ZD right. Top. So, you know, some I'm, of these guys I'm, have a... I'm, 50, I'm 53, and you know what keeps me young is, is when I'm in the studio, um, I'm working with a lot of young bands, and uh, that energy, it, it rubs off on you. Like they're they're yeah. so enthusiastic and 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 and, and passionate and uh, all the energy in the world and the drive and and, and the desire and the hunger um, that young bands have. I like to keep it around me, you know, because it reminds me of when I was that kid and I was hungry and I would do anything, you know, like. My, my my lead singer that was in my band from like the sixth grade to like like basically until I was in college. Uh, he was just out at the studio last weekend. We were talking about. Do you remember we used to go hit all the parking lots and put all the passes on for the shows on the windshields, and then we load them up to the telephone. We'd go to the telephone poles outside the girls' high schools, and we'd put them all up around there. And, and we used to work it and, and do anything we could to get people to the shows. And, and uh, it, it, remind, it, it constantly reminds me working with bands like Ryder and the War Brothers and all these young bands uh, of that hunger, that desire that made us want to play in the first place, you know? Yeah, you, you, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's a story that they all the young ones want to share and they want to enjoy and they want to experience, but I just don't think the young ones are going to be able to experience the stuff we experienced. You know, Anthony, I, uh, you, you're, you're like, a, you're like a young buck. You're like a young buck to me, but you, you were right on the edge of it. You know, you, you missed a lot of it, you know, but at the same yeah. time, 
at the same time, you picked up on some of it. But some of these young kids today, you know, they're trying it. But it, I think uh, there was a story that, that I heard uh, CT say that you were talking about uh, the media and, and avenues for these people to get known. Is They're just gone, man. They're gone, you know. Uh, but you guys have done such a great job with the uh, – with with the social media of being able to get people to listen. I mean, you know, you've done a lot of hard work and you guys have done a really good job of, 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 of being popular for what popular is called today. It, it's not like the, you know, it's not like you go on the Ed Sullivan show and you're known worldwide in 30 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those days, those days, I think, I mean, I may be wrong. I could be wrong and you, maybe you could correct me, but, those days are gone, I think. I, I don't think the rock stars of the past are going to be the kind of the way it was. I I don't know what it's going to be in the future. I can't tell you. But the the media and the investments into it have just changed. Maybe it's because some of the money's gone out of it. I mean, there was a lot of – in the 60s and early 70s when I played, there was a lot of money, a lot of money in it. And uh, the investors went nuts. The record labels went nuts. They were just – if you could just pick up a guitar and look good, they'd, they'd hire you, you know? I mean, it's completely different. But no, I got well, no, to no ask Anthony because he's seen a good part of the world. I mean, Anthony, you've been outside the United States musically. Uh, I, and I try to tell people, and I try to stress this, um, right now, Tom, as much as it feels dire in the United States, there's a big rock world out there that this stuff is popular and it feels like the United States is like scaling behind that. What do you think, Anthony? Well, I think to Tom's point, Tom said kids nowadays, um, the, the rock stuff that's big overseas is all stuff that was big in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. Right. That's the stuff selling tickets. It's not the new stuff. And, right. and, and so so if you're basically a quote-unquote legacy act and you were successful in a different era, you still have people, albeit they're older now, and maybe they'll, there'll be some young, young kids sprinkled in, but predominantly the crowds are older, and, and they'll come and see your show because of what you did in the 80s, the 70s, the 90s, you know? Um, right. But there's not... They're, they're, the bands are not being replaced nowadays because there's no more record labels, there's no more radio stations, shit, there's not even MTV anymore. So in order right. to find a band, how are you going to find a band? you got to go surf the internet for fucking three days to find one band after you yeah. see you know, 50 million crappy ones, and there's no avenues, there's no way to get the music out. Radio's a joke. Um, it's it's really weird, you know. It sucks right now. It's like the dark ages. And I got to say, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think my show has been so successful is because I do a lot of that that legwork. Exactly what you're talking about is I go out and I look for these bands that are that are cutting edge, that are really showing the rock and roll spirit. And I bring them here so you don't have to go 900 different other places or go sit through YouTube for five hours to see one good band. And right, I I, I think you know it, it's just it's out so there. Maybe, yeah, maybe like maybe the bloggers like you yourself included 
are are the new Murray the K or 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 or, 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 or you know call Johnny Carson playing the putting the band on Ed Sullivan because when like old DJs would champion a, a single and play it nonstop and lock themselves in the radio station for twenty hours and play the same song that would make ripple effect and, and break a band or whatever. Maybe you guys are the next wave of of of, of, of movement makers to, to create something, but, but right now it's an abyss, you know? Yeah, I I agree with you fully. And you know and I personally, you know, a lot of people told me that and I believe Tom feels this as well, that the younger crowd doesn't care as much. But I think there is an underwhelming uh there's a major, uh, there's a group out there that really cares about rock and roll. That the younger heads, there are, there is a movement out there that doesn't get catered to. That doesn't, like, like you said, Anthony. There, there's no MTV. There's no radio station. So these kids are hungry for stuff. I've been to like warp tours and no, and then and then you got iTunes and Spotify that totally rip off the artist. And then yeah. there's no money in the stream to have a label or to have any kind of promotion staff or to go on a tour because they're not making any money off the product. And, and, and it's just like everybody's just – over the years, the artist always got ripped off. But never has the artist been ripped off more than right now. Absolutely. It's crazy. You know, that's, I, why I I have... CT, that's why I like CT so much because yeah. he's one of the – only ones that I found on the internet that's actually gotten into the the scene of, the, of bringing back young dudes with the influence of the past. I mean, there's nothing wrong with letting your band, like you said, you, you guys remind me. Of, you know, I, I mean, I know you think I'm crazy, maybe, but you guys remind me. Of, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, what I'm saying is Jake Lee and and, and the Red Dragon. You know, cartel. You, you guys remind me a whole lot of the old NAS group. I mean, you did. You weren't around yeah. then, man. You guys are too young. But and that, Todd Rundgren and the NAS, the early dudes, sound a whole lot like you guys. Uh, well, that, go back I mean, and look I at think that as a compliment. I think Todd Rundgren. Yeah, you know, go so back and go talented. back and look at. Go, yeah, go back and look at some well, of the stuff that they did, and you, and you'll see what I'm kind of talking about. And you dress like them. You look like them. You're. You, you know, you, you, look, you look like the rock stars in the late 60s and early 70s. It's so cool, and it's great. And I know that and I, CT's right. There's a lot of people that love it out there, but it's kind of like an underground group. And back in my day. Yeah, but we're not, we're not young. I mean, I think he's so. No, no, I know you're not. I know, I know you're not young, but, the, but, but, you're, but you play stuff that the young people should be influenced by because – that's what they need to do. They need to quit. Well, I think computer. I think by me getting by me getting all these clients that are basically young bands, and 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 none of these young bands have record deals, so they're all working jobs. They're all working jobs to pay for my services. So I take it super serious because I know all all week long they're at a job. We're busting their asses off so they could take their money and they could come in and record their record or whatever. So I take it incredibly serious. Um, but 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 the, the the younger kids have no way to, to get it out. Like 
that they don't have labels that are giving that are helping them pay for recording or helping them to tour. They don't have they don't have uh, like even places to play. You know, they gotta go and open for a national act in a bar and they're mandatory sell tickets or buy yeah. on or whatever. And it's, it, you know, it's not, there's no, it's, it's just hard. It's not cool. It's, 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 it's stifling the music industry. It's stifling the art form and uh, it's got to change. It's got to change, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, one question that I wanted to ask to both of you guys, Tom, you're going to love this question because I'm going to pick your brain a little bit is, you know, everybody, and I, I text you this, Anthony, before the show, everybody's so leery about offending somebody or getting upset about the smallest little thing, uh, worrying about being politically correct. Is that affecting rock and roll right now, and is that what's kind of putting the, the, the weak link into rock and roll as far as you guys are concerned? Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate for freedom of choice. And I, I think everybody's got their own choice to make, and you live and the, 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 you live and die by it. And if if you pick something that's a band name or something that's really stupid, you're gonna have to defend it over and over and over and whatnot. But it's your choice to pick whatever name you want. You don't let anybody tell you what to do. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I do think that rock and roll has lost its rebellion. Um, I, I think that was uh, a long time ago, you know. I'm going to agree with Anthony. I think our lives are live and live and let live. Yep. And I think we need to leave each other alone. God damn it! And if you want to, if you want to go out and play heavy metal and hold your dick while you talk. I don't give a shit. Okay. If that's what you want to do and you can draw a crowd and you do well, and you got a lot of people that love you more power to you. If I want to go in and I want to sing, you know, Mary had a little lamb and people love me, then that's fine too. You know what I'm saying? I'm for, I'm for free. I'm, I'm for, for that also. And And to be honest with you, I'm tired. I'm so worn out and tired of people being in our face about everything we do because there's nothing any of us do that can't get on somebody's nerves sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And And, and so that's the way I feel. I think the the – the sooner we start realizing that we have more in common with each other than we do against each other, that uh, especially rock and roll is going to be much better off. But um, and maybe that's not, maybe that's the answer to bringing rock and roll back. Maybe maybe we need to start writing some songs like John Lennon did in his day oh, yeah. that that answer some of these questions and get these get these these people to realize that you know we're we're not all enemies man you know we're all human beings and we got to live on this earth together and we need to stick together you know that's right absolutely right so, tom i want to thank you i mean you for i feel your time. That, i feel that way you know i got to take a uh, tom i want to thank you for your time i got to take a quick commercial break and uh 
we're, we're going to continue this conversation when we come back from commercial break. Thanks, guys, so much. Hang in there. We'll be right back. All right, brother. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. We are live here with my friend Tom George and Anthony Esposito, a lynch mob and Red Dragon Cartel. Wanted to quickly remind you guys that we do have our uh, annual tour, toy drive going on right now. There's four bands that you can collect from, that you can donate to that are collecting from you. Find them out on our Facebook page. And as also as a quick reminder, if you're looking for any merch, any band stuff to get out there, Phoenix Custom Printing is the place to go to, guys. You can find them online. Phoenix Custom Printing, they are the premier rock and roll printing shop you can also uh, they are also the exclusive printer of the rock and roll union guys so make sure you check out 
finish custom printing because you're going to want to have your supplies up and running when you are. So, so guys, thank you so much, man. I'm really enjoying this conversation. The phone lines are open, 914-338-1885. It looks like we have another caller on the line, guys. Let's see who we got. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Who's with us tonight? Hi, this is uh, Mr. Smith. Um, I, 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 I think this weekend I'd like the uh, the brunette. Can you send her back? Um, just tell her I already have the mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dizzy, Dizzy, I should know your name, your number by now, guys. This is Chris Brisdale, man. Uh, Thanks for calling in, brother. Long time no here. How you been? Yeah, I've been doing good. I was I was going to call you for the, the you know with the Christmas toy drive and all. And I'm listening to these guys, and man, they are spot on. They're spot on. I just, I don't know if I ain't got much to add to the conversation, but uh, you, you you talk about how rock and roll is a lot of angst and stuff. I think it just goes. It's generational. You know, they're the kids. What kids today are experiencing is angst and and. and Rebellion. I think it's just different than what we recognize it. You know, um, I, I I think rock's still out there. We just got to find it. Hell, I just found I just found two bands this week. I, I found Cadillac Three. I don't know if you guys know about them. Man, I have they are hot. Them. God, they are hot. They're like a they're like a revved up Leonard Skinner. And then I did, cool. I, I heard I heard a song for they're out of Nashville. And then I heard a, I heard a song by a band called. Uh, uh, Bea Doobie, I think it's some girl named Bea Doobie, and it's it's more like rapish, but the, the, the lyrics are thoughtful. So there's stuff out there. It rock rock ain't dead yet, man. I ain't gonna let it. Oh, <laughs> far from it, man. And Anthony, you see this on it like on a professional level because of the recording studio. Uh, you you were talking briefly about that and having the young guys in to kind of keep you feeling young as well and. Man, there, there's just so much out there. Uh, do you guys feel that, like, maybe it's the Internet age? Maybe it's everybody kind of being – I mean, I remember when I was young. I'll be honest. I remember when I was young, MTV came in probably when I was about – if it came out in 84, I think I was nine years old when MTV hit. I'm 45. I'm a little bit younger, just a tad. But I, I remember, you know – we we used to buy the albums. We used to pull out the leaflets, lay in our bed, research the band. And is that missing from today? What do you guys think? Well, people don't buy albums. <laughs> they yeah, download them and, and they download them and they get a picture that plays on their iPhone when the song plays. And it, it, it's not the same of owning something. Although vinyl is vinyl is making a comeback, thank God. Uh, Hell yeah! It seems like whatever we print up, like the vinyl version of Patina sold out in like three days. Um, whatever we printed up was gone, and um, so uh, that's a good thing. But I, 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 I used to own a piece of the band by owning you. You possessed the record. It wasn't up on a cloud. And you could look at the record and look at the credits and the photos while you listen to the record. And and, and in this day and age of, of binary code and zero and ones and the computer and the internet, you, you could be a band that has a million followers on Instagram and, and, and on Facebook, 
And then you go play a bar and five people still show up. So it's not reality. Like, it, 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 it used to be based in reality. You used to hold that album and buy that magazine and read about that artist. And then when they were coming to New York town, you only got to see that only two or three years, maybe. So you waited in line and you bought that ticket so you could be in that room with them that night and share that moment. That's right. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist anymore. Yep. I, I mean, said the mojo's, mojo's gone. The mojo's gone. <laughs> It depends on the mojo. I, see, I, it's all about it's all about the groove, baby, and the groove yeah. is gone. <laughs> I got I got a buddy of mine. I got a buddy of mine who uh, a phenomenal guitar player, singer, drummer, producer. He does it all. Makes his own albums. Back in the back in the hair days, uh, ninety early nineties, late eighties, he put out a couple albums. Nothing in the states. Nothing. But man, he hit big in Japan and Switzerland. I think. And he went over there cruising, and he is fantastic, and all this stuff. And it, it, like, like somebody once told me, you're only as smart as whatever part of the country you're standing in, you know. So, hell he, yeah, I'm. I, I think he's just great. I, I don't mean to take away from you, CT. I just wanted to call and talk about the toys stuff, and, and just remind you and all that, and just say hey and make some stupid joke, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're always welcome on the show. You know that. And, uh, yeah, as Tizzy said, I'm going to touch on that real quick, guys. And uh, we are still in the midst. Uh, we just kicked it off November 1st. I delivered the bins this past week to the bands. We are collecting for the Delaware uh, – the, I'm sorry, the Salem Family Division of Family Services. And they are going to some kids that have really uh, – some really rough backgrounds, guys. These are kids that are fam- – uh, in families of drug abuse or uh, domestic violence, that kind of thing. And they uh, we're collecting toys for these kids, man. I want to make sure that Christmas rocks for everybody, and that's our goal. So there's four bands that are involved. That is Blackleg Minor, October Black, Shades of Grey, the Tizzy's the vocalist for, and Black, which I feel like I forgot one. Blackleg Minor. Shades of Grey, October Black, Black, and as we become ghosts, that's it. That's right, Steve's band. Yeah, Steve's band. And guys, I just want to—if you—if you're a fan of any of those bands and you're listening in, uh, some of them have live shows coming up. Others, due to COVID, and we all know what the hell that's been like. That they're collecting closer to home or in their studio rehearsal space. If you can give in to these guys, man, donate a toy, a new unwrapped toy, and this is going to go to kids that really need it. On December 5th, we're going to go live on this podcast. Santa's going to be there with all his elves, and we're, 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 going, to make sure, <laughs> we're going to make sure that we get this stuff out, and we're going to be collecting the gifts, and they will be distributed. I'm going to do live postings from from the place that's giving them out the week of uh, the week right before Christmas. So it's going to kids that really need it. And uh, thanks guys for hanging in there while I plug that. But and just one more, just one more thing, just one more thing. And I'll, I'll let you go. Um, what I, I, you didn't mention is that what, whichever band gathers the most toys you that's know, right. for themselves, 
CT's going to have a special. They are going to run the podcast. They are going to go into his studios in downtown South Jersey, and he they they are going to. I thought they got the brunette with the mayonnaise. I love it. Well, I refuse great. to comment on the grounds that it may incriminate me. I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Anthony, we'll bring we'll bring CT into the real musician world for a little while. What do you think? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CT, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off. Like I said, I just want to stop in and mention that real quick. I got a couple other things I'm happening, but yo, rock on! It, 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 rock ain't dead. You just gotta look for it now. That's right, man. Thank you, Dizzy Tizzy, man. Have a great rest of your weekend, brother. I'll, I'll see you. See you, guys. Hey, nice to meet you, Anthony. Thank you, buddy. We love Bye. you, man. Keep it Have going. A good one. Have a good weekend. Bye. See you, guys. So, uh, right. yeah, man. Uh, um, so we have a lot going on, guys. Uh, Anthony, man, I'm so excited that you're with us. And uh, I'll tell you why. He graciously, for anyone who's new to the show, he graciously let us into the studios while Ryder was recording their their new album. And uh, is there anything that stands out memorable to you, Anthony, about that new Ryder album? Um, well, it was it was kind of like they were they were growing through the process. And originally, they had come out come came out with different they had different members. That's right. And, uh, going, Going through the recording process and the writing process, uh, they felt they needed to, to change it up, some members to grow a little more and to, 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 to um, get the sound that they wanted. And going through the process, then they came back and, and we, did, we did some more. And then they came back again and we did some more. And every time they got better and better and growing and got, got better and better. And also they knew... Um, they knew more about my approach and, 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 and what I was looking for and what I wanted to pull out of them. And, and uh, by going through the process, every time you get better and better at making records, you know? Man, yeah, I'll tell you what. We're going to quickly listen. I just got a text. Wanted to give you guys a shout-out. We were just talking about the Rock and Roll Union Toy Drive. Uh and I, I spoke briefly about Phoenix Custom Printing, who did all the printing for the Rock and Roll Union. They just let me know that if you guys, whoever collects the most uh, toys out of those four bands, if you're listening tonight, he will donate 20 band shirts to whoever's collecting the most. But we're going to go ahead real quick, and we're going to listen to uh, a little bit of that album that Anthony had a lot to do with. Here is Ryder with Hard Time.
This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Kito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union podcast, guys. We are live here with Anthony Esposito, founding member of Lynch Mob and current member of Red Dragon Cartel. Guys, um, so the, the next guest coming up and Anthony I wanted to give you a chance to go ahead and listen to the band before they come on really excited to uh, talk to them and you know the the whole idea behind November you guys we've been doing special guest co-host the whole month and I've been trying to bring on people that have been around for a while that, that know know the business know what they're talking about so that they can kind of give some advice to the young up and coming bands uh, I want to thank Anthony for being with us for that. 
Next week we'll be live with Bill Chavis of Highball Music. He is the owner of Highball Music. So we'll be talking to him. And uh, last week, I, I got to say, Anthony, uh, I had a guy on last week who made me promise him that I would tell you hello, and that was Mark Knight from Bang Tango. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bang Tango was around the same time as us. Um, Mark was the guy in Bang Tango that I, I got along with that I liked the most. He's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a talented so, motherfucker. Oh, he's great, dude. And uh, we're, we're going to go ahead right now. We're going to listen to 12 Days Straight. They, uh, we're we're going to go ahead and talk to them after we come back from the song. And this song is called Defiant.
All right, guys, that was 12 days straight with Defiant, and I believe we have them on the air with us now. Is this uh, 12 days straight? How you guys doing? Hey, How are you, man? How are you Hey, man, I, I also wanted to introduce my guest co-host. This is Anthony Esposito, of Lynch, uh, former founding member of Lynch Mob and current member of Red Dragon Cartel. How's it going, guys? How's it going, So, uh, first question I have is with Anthony. We just got done listening to your song, Defiant. Anthony, have you ever done this kind of music coming out of Obscenic Arts? Yeah, I, I did one band. I don't know what ever happened to them. Uh, they were from Virginia. Uh, I think it was called the Monroe Tragedies or Against All Tragedies, but it was that kind of Whitechapel kind of vibe. God. Like I like I like I told them, and like like I'll tell I'll tell you guys, it's not my genre. Like I don't know. Uh, when they came in, I was like, I don't know what's cool. I don't know what's not cool. In that in, in that type of music, um, and I just open my mouth, and I'll give you ideas when ideas pop in, and uh, you could tell me to go to hell or you can listen to it. <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Like I'm not like I don't listen to that kind of music, so I don't really know what's good and what's not. You know? Yeah. I can't hear him. Kind of breaking up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you got, if you have the right musical ear, you know, you can bring, you know, any kind of assistance. There's always welcome. Uh, absolutely. Well, what, I found, what I found in that kind of music, though, is it, is it doesn't follow a format like a verse, chorus. That's right. Um, it's kind of, okay, blast beat here, and then we'll go to a breakdown here. And, and, you know what I mean? And, and then we'll, uh, like, there's, there's different types of band picking and stuff like this. But I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, what I would want is something more reoccurring that had, that had some kind of a hook to it. But that music doesn't do that. It kind of goes like, like a lot of music goes, you know, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, solo, chorus, done. Where that kind of music doesn't do that. It kind of goes through movements. It's almost more like like an orchestral, symphonic layout. Where the, the, the songs just morph and go on a journey, and they never go back, you know? And, and, and I respect yeah. it, you know? Yeah, it tells a big story. Yeah, no, I got it. I totally got it. But I liked it. I liked the grooves. I, I thought the, I thought the the drumming and the rhythms and the guitar playing it was very, it was powerful and it was really good. Like I didn't, um, I didn't get uh, like my my test is where if I'm listening to something, if my mind wanders, that's usually a part in the song that I'll address. Um, my mind didn't wander. I listened to the whole thing. Um, and the grooves are interesting. You, you know what I mean? But me as a listener, I'm not, like, I, honestly, I don't know what's good and what's not good in that type of music. You know, so yeah. again, I can't be an honest, honest judge. But it would be like rap, too. I don't know shit about rap, but you know what I mean? But, like, I can listen, I can listen to a good rap song and not, 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 like, sort of waver and not get distracted 
and a bad one, I'll just get distracted immediately and want to change it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just want to change it. <laughs> Click. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what I mean? Rick signed all those metal bands, you know, Death Jam. He just he saw the musical ability in all those bands. You know, they weren't anything that he was putting out at the time, but you know, he saw the way that it was going. And he took a chance on nuclear salt and fire and, you know, where they are today, you know. So I, I got to ask you guys personally, because I'm a South Jersey guy myself, where from South Jersey are you guys located? Uh, near Atlantic City. Okay. You guys are kind of like the Jersey Shore type area. Yep. Yeah. 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 Southern Shore. Yeah. But a little under. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little more than an hour from there, so yeah, I, I get exactly where you guys are, and uh, I, I gotta say, so how long have you guys been together? How long has this band been a unit? Two years. Yep, it's about two years now. I Who gotta say, the last guy to join? Who was the last guy to join? Like when you were putting the band together? Our drummer. Our drummer. <laughs> Me, Eric. He was the last guy. Yeah. Wow. And you know, the the one thing I got to say, now, you guys call yourselves groove metal to me. I mean, I'm right there with Anthony. I I don't, I know very little about the metal genre. I mean, there's 900 different. Oh, yeah. Death metal, thrash metal, metal. power metal. Uh, anything that kind of sounds like you guys, I I naively call death metal. So, the the one thing that kind of always influenced me or impressed me with that style of music was the drummer because the drummer has to keep up with so like triple bass pedals and I mean it, it's insane what the drummer goes through. But I had to add an extra arm, you know. That was, that was a big surgery for me. So, <laughs> that third arm really comes in sometimes. So, I, I got to ask, as far as the vocalist, you know, I've been told before, I, I've been a singer all my life. and But I've always sung blues or R&B or rock and roll and that kind of stuff. As far as metal, I, told, I was told there's a different kind of... Uh, thing that you have to do to be able to do that kind of music. Could you guys tell me a little bit behind what exactly that entails? Well, when it comes to the vocals, I mean, a lot is diaphragm. And then it's also certain throat controls. You know, you don't want to really burn your uh, vocals out too much. So uh, it's a lot of, like, compressing air. Gotcha. You know, you, you don't want to let too much out but you also don't want to use too little because then you're going to be using your vocals a lot. You don't want to strain your throat or anything else. Then you'll, you'll only get a song or two in before you're tired. Now, as far as playing out, like, are there certain clubs that you guys kind of go to for that style of music? Or, like, how do you guys go about uh, – pre-COVID, I'm talking, of course. But normally, where do you guys go about for trying to get some gigs? Um, we play like the Brighton Bar, um, the Hell yeah. Ray, stuff like that. Um, and uh, we kind of just do they still do the matinees? Do they still do like the matinees for this type of music? Like all ages? Yeah, basically uh, the showcase yeah. and whatnot. Um, it's 
it, it is kind of limited because I've talked to some people. Oh yeah, let me see what I can do. And it's like once they hear the heavy stuff, they're like, uh, you know, they're worried about people breaking stuff or or whatever or whatnot. It's like it's more about the music for us. We're not really into. We play like uh, campout festivals, like Smite Fest is a good one we've oh, done. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's you know we're gonna reach out once. COVID is done and do, do a couple more things. But yeah. Right now, it's tough getting gigs because, you know, a lot of the places that are opening, they want mainly like cover bands and bands that are going to bring in people. You know, I, I hate that. I fucking really love cover really bands. I was going to say, <laughs> Anthony, that's one of your favorite things, ain't it? <laughs> I fucking oh. hate cover bands. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we've thought about maybe covering a song, but we're more of an original type of style. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with covering, you know, one or two songs in your set or whatever. I like when you're doing three sets of covers. It's like I, I could just put a dollar in the jukebox and sing songs <laughs> by, by the real people and tell the bartender to turn it up. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper that way. Yep. So I mean, as far as uh, influences with you guys, who do you guys go back on? I have to say Pantera. Hell yeah. Pantera is a good one for me. Downside, Clutch, bands like that. Yeah, I'm more of the head. All right, well, Pan- but Pantera had choruses. Pantera didn't follow the, 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 the newer. Pantera always went back to a hook, you know? Right, yeah. right. Now, I, I got to say personally, I love Dimebag. Phil Anselmo was always a little uh, beyond me, but Dimebag was always the the man. But it's just so. How many albums are? Do you guys have any EPs or anything under your belt right now? We have the one EP out right now called The Reckoning. Uh, we just got out of the studio. Uh, we focused on that during the COVID shutdown and that. Gotcha. So you know, you know the first band, the first band that I thought of when I heard that song was Ministry. You guys ever hear a Ministry? Oh, Hell yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to live somewhere here. Well, like, like that tank. It's almost like, it's almost like a tank running over your fucking house. You know the <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we like to have that in your face. Yeah, very aggressive, like, yeah. like the drive. Really, yeah. yeah, no, I liked the vocal performance on it. was great. I honestly don't know Thank you. how you could sing that way for that long. Hell yeah, and, and not not get blown out. It's like that. That I mean, that that vocal style just to me is just like I just scratch my head when I'm like, how the hell do they last for a whole set? You, you know what I mean? But it sounds Yeah, I mean, you definitely, by the end of the set, you're not uh, feeling like you did when you first started. <laughs> but as <laughs> like long as you do it correctly. Like, don't a lot of bands like that, like your band, kind of have two singers, where one guy's more like the, the, the singer and then the other guy's more like the, 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 the growling one? And they kind of trade off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of bands like that. My guitarist, Joe, he does a... Uh, he does uh, some backup vocals, but uh, yeah, right now it's, it's mainly me throughout. The... Oh no, no, not many. <laughs> <laughs> I right in with it. 
I got to say, the one thing that I found out, and I'm going to follow this up with a quick funny story that I think you guys will find amusing. The the one thing that I found out was that metalheads, the harder you got, the nicer people they became. And I I remember my one son, I always like kind of let him bring me to his music so I could feel where he was. And he always leaned heavier, but he was younger. So he's, uh, he's 23 years old now. So I I brought him up going to Warp Tour and I brought him up going to different metal shows. And I remember going to Warp Tour with him one year and he was like, dad, before we go in the Warp Tour, I want you to promise me that you'll, you'll be in a circle pit with me. I had never been in a mosh pit, never been in a circle pit. Nothing. I was like, all right, fine. I'm in my forties. Fine, I'll go. I'll go in a circle pit. And it's the outside. Went, it was outside, and I, I, you know, I, I went in the circle pit, and the woman in front of me fell down, and I watched all these metalheads go, yo, yo, back up, and they all helped her up, and I was like, really astounded by that, like. That's the one misconception that I can say is for metalheads is metalheads seem to be the kindest, gentlest people out there. Yeah, you always. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the brotherhood. Until they get get drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then you might see some demons come out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. I got to know the Pantera guys because um, my band, the band I was in in like eighty nine ninety, uh, we we made a record uh, called Wicked Sensation, and our record came out the same year as Cowboys from Hell. And Hell we yeah! Up against, and yeah. it was their first album, and it was our first album, and we um, we um, we were up against each other for all all the same awards. It was like best new. Uh, metal band, best new first record, uh, all, all these things, and, and, and uh, that's how I got to meet, meet all of them. And uh, I was really, I was really close to Vinny and Ben. They were friends of mine. And oh, um, actually, one, one night it was funny because they were playing. It was a, a, a place in San Antonio. They were playing on a Friday, and we were playing on a Saturday. And I don't know how, but we ended up fighting that off. So we got in there a night earlier, and we went, and we were sitting on the side of the stage. Vinny's from a strip club in Dallas, so I guess a bunch of the strippers <laughs> from this bar drove around in San Antonio to see the show. So we sat on the side of the stage. So um, this very buxom blonde walks over to the table where we're sitting, and she plops a bottle of tequila down on the table, and she goes, look, she goes, uh, Vinny, Vinny, this is your flavor. If the bottle's not empty by the end of the set, you guys are pussies. So we had to drink the whole bottle. So it was me and my guitar player and my drummer. So the three of us had to polish off a bottle of tequila during wow. the set. And then, yeah. Which we do. <laughs> <laughs> when Vinny tells you to start drinking, that's it. You do. Yeah, and then later on, I played I played bass with uh with Ace Freely for eight years from Kiss, and Grindad uh, was a, uh, he was major influence by Ace and Vinny. Vinny would always whenever we played Vegas, Vinny would show up and hang out, and 
and uh, whenever when, when I was there with Ainsworth. But the thing about your music that was so confusing to me, because I did like one or two bands that were that type of music that I that I produced, and it was to me like, you know, like when, when you engineer, you're always going for like these big, huge drum sounds and really big, full, pointed guitars and 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 thick, fat bass, lush bass sounds, you know. And then, like when I was when I was traveling, they're like, no, 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 we don't want the drums to sound like that. And I was like, you roll off like all the low end off the kick drum, and, and it, it, it's almost like um, it's got its own map or blueprint to make that kind of sound work. You know, like it's very it's very distinct and definitive and different. You know. Yeah, we put, yeah we are the guy who recorded us and mixed us. You know, he was. He asked us what our style, you know, we, we asked, you know, we, you know, to, you know, to go for that kind of Pantera feel, to have that pulled back, like, in a garage feel, you know. It was, Hell yeah. You know, that's the music that kind of brought us all together. That's one of my biggest influences, Vinny, you know, as a drummer, and, you know, that was, yeah. you know, it was a big thing for all of us, yeah. So, I, I want to he, he was more than a drummer, he was a producer, he produced them, too. Hell Yeah. Now, uh, I, I just want to ask you guys, how do, how do people go about finding your music, finding your social media pages, that kind of thing? Um, we're on Bandcamp. Uh, it's a great band name. It's a great band name. And just the website too, twelve the number twelve daystraight dot com. You know, you can find all the links there. I, I really like the band name. The band name's great. What is it? Twelve days straight of what? Anything, <laughs> man. You know, it's, 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 the, the real story is, I was I was working twelve days straight in our practice board. Man, you were so so beat up. I was like, yeah, twelve days straight. Kind of like went with that. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah. And we always sure, get the kick yeah. of uh, a lot of people when we say, you know, we are 12 days straight. Some will be like, well, I've never been. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. See, I, thought Not me. I, thought, I thought it was 12 days straight, like on a bender, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of people get out of it. Yeah. I mean, we've so, all had those days, yeah, so it yeah. rings out with it as well. It's uh, yeah. Thing, man. <laughs> so, guys, I want to thank you so much for calling in tonight, man. Uh, if anything, yeah, anything as far as uh, the future of 12 Days Straight, please put it out on the Rock Roll Union uh, Facebook page, guys. We want to keep up to date with you guys and promote you the best way that we can. So. Once again, guys, thank you so right much. Thank you. Rest of your weekend, guys. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Have a good night, guys. So, uh, Anthony, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about, and uh, I'm like, I'm getting ready to play a track, and it's this band that are very personal, close friends of mine. And I wanted to get your input on their sound. I know they they there's a little touch of ACDC in there, but there's a lot more than that. Um, 
ACDC's new album, guys. If you haven't heard it yet, it just came out last night. Power up! It's fantastic. I mean, if you're an ACDC fan, this one don't disappoint. Um, but Anthony, I, I wanted to ask you if you take a listen to this track and give me your input. Yeah. Hell yeah! Here we go, guys. This is Rat Rod with Peacemaker.
That was Peacemaker by Rat Rob. What you think, Anthony? All right, I wrote some notes down. <laughs> All right, I think I think the song could benefit by being a couple of beats per minute faster. Um, okay. I, I, I think I, I, I like the all right, so first off, the kind of the song com- reminds me more of like a Faster Pussycat, L.A. Guns, uh, dirty, sleazy, sloppy, sunset strip, like like uh, mid '80s kind of vibes, you know? Okay. Um, that that kind of early Guns, like Pussycat, L.A. Guns, kind of vibe. Um, like later on, bands like Kicks and Dirty Looks kind of did it a little bit more polished. Um, okay. But uh, I, I think that the tempo is kind of too slow. Um, in some spots, it almost feels like the song's kind of lazy and dragging a little bit. Um, okay. I think you could bump it up like two beats per minute, and it wouldn't. It would still be sleazy uh, and behind the beat, but it wouldn't be so like lethargic. Um, it, the, the, the snare sounds right up to that, and I'm listening to it on a phone which is not the best way to listen to things. Like, I can't really hear what's going on much on the low end of things. But um, the snare sound, to me, sounds kind of dull for a song like that. It should be it should be more more cracky, more snappier in your face to make to make the pocket, um, make, you, make you move more in the pocket, you know? And I can't really... Um, I, it's kind of repetitive where the, the verse... And the pre-chorus and the chorus all have the same kind of feel. Um, I think by changing up kick and snare patterns or hi-hat patterns, or like maybe the bass guitar is doing it, I can't really hear on the, on my phone. But it should change change gears a little when you get to that chorus, just to keep it more exciting that it's not so uh, repetitive and redundant over and over. You know. Gotcha. Um, but I would address it differently if it was an album cut or if it was possibly going to be like the song they were going to do the video and the single to. Um, I, I would address that more if it was more of like a single where they were going to do the video. I want the, the chorus to stand out more. Well, we have somebody on the line. I'm not sure who it is. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Who do we have? You have Fury. Hey, Fury, man. Uh, so uh, we were just reviewing Rat Rod's single, uh, Peacemaker. We are live with Anthony Esposito. He is the founding member of Lynch Mob. He is the ba- the former bassist of Lynch Mob. He is also the current bassist of Jakey e. Lee's Red Dragon Cartel. Guys, uh, Anthony, this is Fury Tracone. He is our next guest, man. Hi, nice Hi, to meet you. Hi, how you man. doing? <laughs> Likewise. No, that wasn't that Fjord's band. band. No, uh, we're actually going to listen to Fjord's uh, single now. I jumped the ship maybe two minutes too early, guys. My apologies. But um, <laughs> we're, we're going to listen to Cancel This. This is Fjord Tracone's uh, song, Anthony. This is called Cancel This. And uh, when okay. we get back, we'll, we'll listen to uh, what you have, what, what you think. So here we go, guys. Mm-hmm. 
This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Guys, I mean, as far as far as away from politics, this show tries to steer. Man, that song was on point. <laughs> Which is, man, I, I got <laughs> I got to tell you guys, man, that was awesome, man. I I really enjoyed that. Anthony, what you think? Yes, it was, it was good. Um, I mean, I have my notes that I would. Do, I, it's hard to listen to that on the phone because 
right. can't really hear any subs, subs or anything, and that's like a lot of the sound is that, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, how long ago did you, how long ago did you cut that? Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? You you faded out a little bit towards the end. How long ago did you record that? Um, the instrumental I did about a year or so ago. The vocals were done at the beginning of the pandemic. The drums were done maybe two months ago, two three months ago. Wow. Well, did you do the vocals like like uh, at home kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all get, pretty much yeah. home studio. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I mean the first thing I thought of, like like my my knowledge of that is of that genre is limited. I thought of corn, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And it, okay, so I think the intro before you go to the scratchy part, the intro mm-hmm. kind of seemed long to me to get to that scratchy part. Um, okay. Leading up to it in the in the beginning felt like it almost should be half of that or whatever because you're you're. Recurring that later in the song a bunch, you don't really need to sit on on an instrumental as the intro that long. Um, gotcha. The vocal in the verse seems very loud, and and yeah, um, I, 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 I that too. And 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 the vocal is kind of like um, the, the, the EQ on it is kind of harsh. It's kind of like a, a bit too much up in like the three five k. Mm-hmm. I, and I think if you doubled it or doubled it in spots, it would make it really kind of cool. Um, it, it, you know, like it type certain lines on it by, yeah. by, by bringing in a double to it. I think it would sound really good. The core, uh, what I'm calling, calling the chorus is that, that the, not the call and answer thing, the other thing, almost like a pre-chorus. Yeah, yeah, the robotic part. Right. I think the first time it comes in, it's low. Mm-hmm. You know? And then and then on the back end, the second time it comes in, it seems like it's sitting better. Um, and then on the double chorus, on that part at the end, I would change up the drums because you're doing it twice as long. I would, I would yeah. make something happen on that double section of it when you go for the double chorus. I would change up something like maybe break away and drive on the kick drum more or, or, or have something bring it up, you know, um, rather than just a straight-up repeat, you know, like a dynamic okay. thing. But that's all I got written down for that song. It was cool. I liked it. Thank you. Now, my question is, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Anthony or you guys can uh Show me the fault in my thinking. Would, would that song divide a crowd, or would that song be a little too much to play out live? You know what? I uh, when I first wrote that, I, um, I, I the lyrics I actually wrote about four years ago. I actually wrote those lyrics during the last election. Um, wow! I was actually very fearful to start playing that one live because I just thought that one would not <laughs> not end well. Yeah, I hear you. But surprise. But surprisingly, um, any show that I did play that, that was the song that I actually had people coming up to me saying, dude, what was that one? Hell yeah. Now, I mean, well, what uh, lyrics, surprisingly, what it actually got more positive feedback than it did negative. What lyric stands out the most that you would think divides the crowd? Uh, 
I'm not sure exactly which exact lyric, but it's just the message behind the song that kind of, for me, was... You, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier as far as everyone being afraid to offend somebody or afraid to... It, it, we, we're living in a day and age that everybody's offended by something. Is Is this... A song, as far as any of you guys are concerned, I'm waiting to hear your input. Uh, is this something that maybe somebody would come back negatively with? And, dude, I'm glad to hear that people came back positive with it. Yeah, same. I mean, like I said, the last election, and, um, you know, and honestly, like, I feel like this was probably one of the most genuine zero fucks given songs that I've written lyrically. I've just gotten, I just got to a point where I was just tired of trying to play nice and got tired of, you know, just trying to please everybody. And, you know, that, that was another reason why I went solo too. You know, I didn't want to have the other guys to worry about what my lyrics were going to, you know, right, any potential right. backlash, you know, and I was just like, you know what, it's just me now and I'm just going to just do it up. Well, now, no matter what you do, whatever path you take, you're always going to have people that are going to be pro, and you're always going to have people that are going to be cons. <laughs> you got to just please yourself, you know? That's right. Yeah. Now, this kind of leads back into, you know, this is something that I, I text Anthony before the show, was do you mm-hmm. think the, the current the current political climate or the current – climate in general that we find ourselves in is, is as far as rock and roll is concerned is the message bigger than the music or vice versa or is it something that we can move forward from here I mean there there's a lot to think about and right now we're in yeah, the craziest time I'd say in American history, we had the you know the 60s and the Vietnam War and all that I mean we had a lot of stuff going on, but right now I feel like we're crazier. <laughs> There's so much more at stake right mm-hmm. now. Than that. What do you guys think as far as musically we should take from this? Uh, was, that, was that a question for both of us or was that a question for me? Yeah, that's a question for anybody that wants to answer. Okay. Um, I mean, the way I see it is, I mean, as far as especially rock and metal is concerned, um, I think I, I've noticed this too in the last, I want to say maybe three years or so. I've noticed that a lot of artists tend to write what they think the masses want to hear. And right. to me, that's really, that's really not what rock and roll is about. And, uh, you know, I, I think that people have a hard time accepting truth. And I think that people nowadays, especially really have a hard time expect, accepting truth. And, you know, I, I don't. I really don't think as artists we should be pulling any punches. I think that it's especially now is the time when we everybody should be genuine, especially since you know tomorrow's never promised. I agree with you. And I, I mean, one of the things that I text Anthony was, you know, as far as rock and roll is concerned, rock and roll used to be damn the man. It didn't matter if you were a Republican, Democrat, with the whatever you were, it was. We're against the government regardless. We're we're anti-establishment because we're rock and roll. This is what we are. And mm-hmm. I feel like right now we stand on either one side or the other. 
Whereas I think if we came together and said, you know what, and went back to that old school mentality, that might make the world of a difference. What do you guys think as far as that's concerned? Has the idea of damn the man kind of been side with the man on one side or the other? Yeah, I, 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 think I actually agree with that. I think that a lot of the, you know, fuck the system, damn the man, I think a lot of that is, it's become very cliche, and I think a lot of people are saying that while simultaneously wanting more of the man. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and, 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 that, and that, that's regardless of either, quote, side of the whole spectacle. I mean, like, whenever I'm working with an artist, right, I, I, the last thing I listen to when we're working on songs is the lyrics. It's like mm-hmm. I, I listen to I listen to pocket, I listen to groove, I listen to basically for me it all starts with the kick snare and the hi hat, the drum beat, and and then if you don't get people moving with that, then they're not going to listen to the melody. Um, right. So subconsciously you kind of want to want to get them moving moving to the uh, the groove of the song. Then they'll start listening to the melody, and they'll, they'll, you're kind of working your way up the body of the listener. You know, they'll tap mm-hmm. their foot, then, then their heart and soul will attach to the melody. Then their brain will, will engage when they're to that point. Um, their brain will engage to actually listen and learn the lyrics, you know? So it's, it doesn't go backwards, you know? Like, it, it, right. if something sounds like shit, you're going to change this station before you listen to the words of the song. Um, the only time I ever, ever question my artists I'm working with about content or lyrics is when I think that they can say it better. Um, they can put it better. Um, sometimes it's too obvious where, where they dumb it down too much or, or right. it, it's too, you know, I kind of like... I, 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 and I'll ask them to rethink the thought and see if they can say it in a better way. That's not, you know, like, and 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 it's 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 not my place as a producer to tell the artist to change their art, you know. Um, that's right. And, right. and and if I don't agree with it, and I I think it's in a juvenile manner, I I can choose not to work on it, and my name won't go on it, you know. But um. But, but I, I, I think that it's up to the artist to pick whether or not they want to engage in certain topics or not. Um, you know, there, there's been plenty of artists throughout music that have been entertainers, and then there have been plenty of art, uh, artists throughout the history of music that have been activists and made you think and drove home mm-hmm. a point or whatnot. And you choose it as an artist which which avenue you want to walk down, you know. What do you guys think? Are you there? Hello. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry about that. So I mean, well, what do you guys think as far as that's concerned? Is is the Is the message sometimes better than the than the art behind it, or is there something more that can be done? Well, I mean, I think it. Oh, oh wait, was that a question for us? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, it depends. I mean, there there's some artists that I like, whereas you know the music 
I like it. You know, it's not usually my forte, but right. uh, lyrically, like, oh, shit, I like that message. I, I feel the song. I dig it. And then, you know, there's songs on the flip side where, you know, the message, I'm like, all right, I don't really care, but this sounds badass. And then there's ones where it's both. So, you know, it, it kind of depends, in my opinion. Now, yeah, and I, think, I think passion and intent on the way that you present the topic is more important. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like if you truly yeah, believe in it and you truly stand for it, then you're going to sing it. You're going to sing it with, with, with the X factor, you know. You're going to sing it with that, that little bit more on it, you know. Whereas if you're sheep and, you know, you're on a football team and you're kneeling to the flag because the guy next to you is kneeling it and it's, and it's the thing that, to do, then, then, then the intent is not really the reason behind it, you know. Right. Hell yeah. Now, I mean, as far as... I mean, I want I want your honest opinion. Are we beyond individual thinking right now, as far as a society is concerned? It feels like so much is geared towards group thinking, or you know. And it's, I'm only going because one side versus the other, and you got to either be all the way one way or all the way the other way. As far as individual thinking, do you think that still exists out there, and does that have an effect on our art? I, I, absolutely, it still exists. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've seen my Facebook in the last six months or so. Um, you know, I've, I've been working with a lot of people, and um, thankfully, I, I do think that there are still liberty-minded people out there. I do think that there are still people out there who – Think for themselves and kind of have no problems critiquing. Okay, like I see where you're coming from, but here's the problem with it, and I see where you're coming from. Here's the problem with it. Right. And uh, you know the problem is, is there's the mob mentality of everybody else that says, no, no, you're wrong. You're just like them. No, no, you're wrong. You're just right. like them. And you know it's uh, it, it it is a tough battle, but I think that there are more people that are just getting tired of the bullshit. And Absolutely. really, just want to say, no, this this is the problem, and you are exacting you you are acting exactly like what you claim you hate. <laughs> well, I, I I'm going to answer that question in the context of music, um, because oh. this is a musical oh, show. And, Absolutely. And I, and, and I think right now, one of the ramifications of the situation of music being shit so bad is that it does free you up more like you don't have to worry about radio constraints like you used to have to think oh it's got to be three minutes or the radio's not right. playing oh you got to get to the chorus within the first minute or now it's like there is no fucking radio and there is no so you want to make a nine minute song make a fucking nine minute song you know That's right. like it's right. kind oh, yeah. of freeing. It's, it's kind of freeing because there is no man there is no label that's going to say, sorry, right. we don't hear a single. You know, so you do what the fuck you want because you're on the same playing field as everybody else because there's no, there's not, nobody really, there is no man. There's no, there's no labels. There's no radio stations. There's no, like, anything. Right. So, so use it to your advantage and be free. You know, do what the fuck you want. Absolutely right. And, uh, Guys, uh, Fiora, I, I just want to ask you a quick question. I ask, mm-hmm. I ask everybody. 
as far as finding your music and your social media pages and people getting a hold of everything that you're doing, how do they go about that? Uh, well, uh, certainly Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Um, I actually need to send an email to Pandora. Um, and I believe Amazon Music as well. And the the other thing I'm going to say is, please, we we would, you and I have been talking for quite some time, and it's it's yeah. it's about damn time that you made it onto the show. My fault, <laughs> but it's about damn time you made it onto the show. Is please keep us up to date. Not that you haven't in the past, but please keep us up to date with everything on the Rock and Roll Union Facebook page, guys. We we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing for and it's just it, it means the world to us man we're, we're behind you 100 percent and uh man thank you for everything that you guys do well thank you and it's a pleasure uh finally being on here and thank you for everything you do as well thanks brother so have a great rest of your weekend guys nice Likewise. chatting with you nice chatting with Likewise. you as well brother have a great night so, uh, Anthony, as we uh, as we head off the air for this evening, man, I want to say a big thank you to you, man. It's been a great night hanging with you, uh, giving your input to the bands that are here. You know, your ear is unmistakable, man. You, know, you really know what you're doing, and I want to. I just want to say thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you for the opportunity and uh, to, to 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 listen to some good music. And tell you my two cents for what it's worth. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Now, I mean, even even after we're done with this show, I'm going to send you some things. I'm going to ask you what what your input is, just because I value your opinion that much. Sure, awesome. And you know, and I work with a lot of bands. I mean, I don't only work with like you know, GTV and Ace Freely and people like that. You know, like I do. I really do enjoy. Working with newer bands and and helping them uh, achieve the their vision and, and and getting the music that's in their head out sounding as as good as it can be and and I, I enjoy that process. So I mean, you know, if anyone's interested, you know, send them my way. You know, absolutely. Now, if anybody listening wants to send stuff your way or get get stuff into Obsidian. Uh, Obcentric, sorry. Obscenic. Uh, Obscenic. I'm saying it right. Obscenic. If if anybody wants to send anything your way, how do they go about doing so, and how do they reach you personally? Well, there's uh, obscenicarts.com. There's obscenicarts on Facebook. There's also, you know, my, my, uh, I hate to say band page, my musician page, Anthony Esposito on Facebook. There's uh, my my personal page on the Facebook. I mean, you can get a hold of me. I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. So my last favor to ask you, Anthony, is if you can send me a text after we're done with the show. I'm getting ready to send you. An, I'm getting ready to play another artist. I'd love to see what you see about them and what you think. And uh, hopefully, once COVID's over, you and I can sit back and drink a beer, take a shot, and. Uh, Hang out a little bit after this whole COVID thing's over. Yeah, I don't think I'm too far from you. I'm, I'm in like 
like I'm right by by Harrisburg, you know. Yeah, dude, you're you're like an hour from me, so hell yeah, dude. We we got to get together soon, man. So yeah, if you can send me a text after we're done with the show about what you think of the closing song we're playing, and uh, I, I'd love to see what you think about it, and let's keep this conversation going. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, brother. Have a great rest of your weekend, bro. You too. Bye. Guys, this is 86 Bullets, and this is Beautiful Lie. Have a great rest of your week. We will be back next week with Bill Shavis of High Ball Music. (laughs) 